Welcome. My name is Papa Corbaden, and this is the In Our Hands podcast. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. The moment the light shines in a part of your supply chain where really you have no control or no idea what you're doing, can see the problems around them and want to do something about about those problems. Actually, so you can, can have a different degrees of knowledge and ownership in network. The maximum People degree are happy to recycle is because at the end of the day, it doesn't make too much difference to put your waste in the bin or the other. Are, are people willing to consume significantly less meat? Is the fact that authenticity is key. And I agree entirely with that. That's actually a very, a very sophisticated response. <laughs> um, it was okay. perfectly timed. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> On this episode, I continue to talk Bitcoin with Giacomo Zucco, talking about what might surpass Bitcoin in the future and whether money is a tool for interdependence. Hope you enjoy it. I appreciate it too. Very good questions. Well, thank you. And thank you for organizing this podcast. Fantastic. Thank you very, very much. Could you try in less than a minute to define what is money? Oh uh, yeah, I can try. I don't know if I can succeed. So money is, uh, in my opinion, especially two things. One thing is a tool in order to store, save uh, capital. Uh, and so it's interesting that you say post-capitalism because uh, saving uh, wealth in order to invest it in the future uh, is, uh, in my opinion, one of the first and most overlooked function of money. Uh, so solving the uh, the problem of uh, immediate consumption uh, in in uh, in favor of uh, uh, short term short term sacrifice uh, and long term gain. So basically, money is a tool to lower your own uh, time preference. And the second thing, uh, money is uh, uh, something to facilitate exchanges because exchanges can basically improve specialization and improve uh, the marginal utility from anything you are you are uh, extracting so in order to be super obvious uh, if you have uh, three fish you can eat them if you have four fish maybe you can still eat them if you have five one of them is useless to you unless you exchange with someone else that needs a fish and give you something in return and money in that context is the most sellable good and it's important to solve the double coincidence of wants because otherwise we have barter and barter is impressively inefficient because you have the problem of the double coincidence of, of wants. So money is a tool for storing wealth in order to, to save and invest and a tool to exchange wealth in order to maximize marginal utility. That's a pretty clean sound bite. Nice. There's definitely some deep economic theory there that, uh, again, I resonate with. I haven't heard anyone say marginal utility in Milan for like, I don't know, since they <laughs> came here. Um, so no, that's pretty cool. The other thing I was going to throw out there is some junior thoughts at the moment that some people are passing around. And even I wrote something on when I was looking into currencies a bit with uh, University of Cumbria's electricity. A lot of people are saying that eventually maybe a purer or more original, something that's limited by nature form of trading will not just be things created by electricity, but it will be uh, electricity itself. The second, the answer to your second question, I don't think that energy uh, itself 
will be ever traded directly as a currency because uh, it will not be a very good currency uh, uh, in regard to the to what is called in economy money trap so what is the money trap the money trap is that if when when any kind of good is used by money uh, is used as money by people uh, this good is going to have more demand because it's used not just for its, its consumption but now it's also used for accumulation or for exchange so now there is more demand if there is more demand for a good uh, with the same supply there is an increase in price but if there is an increase in price then the producer of, of the producers of that good will be incentivized to produce a lot of more good and this production, new production is inflation, and it will go to basically destroy the good characteristic of wealth saving of the money. So let's assume that you use bread as money. Bread has some value, consumption value. Then you start to use it as money, so it gets also an exchange value higher than consumption value. But then the bread makers will create a lot, a lot of more uh, bakeries in order to make more bread and more bread and more bread, which would in turn destroy the, uh, the the store of value function of bread. So something cannot become money if it's easy to produce. Uh, gold, for example, is different. Is different because gold is not produced and consumed. It is produced or extracted and and then stored, and it doesn't uh, decay. It doesn't oxidate. It doesn't deperish. It stays stable for centuries and millennium. That's very interesting because that means that the stock of gold uh, in, the, in the economy, in the market, is uh, constant, it doesn't decrease, and so the, the amount of new gold uh, pushed into the, the, the market every, uh, uh, every year is very, very, so the flow of gold is very, very small compared to the stock of gold. So the ratio of flow, the flow to stock ratio of gold is very very low the flow to stock ratio of bread would be very very high so that would be a very bad form of money energy has a flow to stock ratio which is very 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 uh, high because storing energy is difficult uh, so energy is mostly uh, electricity is mostly produced and consumed of course I, I say energy in the common sense not in the physical sense um, it's produced and consumed so it will be a very bad form of currency directly. Bitcoin is a smart way to go around that and to use not energy directly uh, as a form of money, but energy consumption proof as a form of um, money generation. The thing that led me down that rabbit hole and I thought it was interesting uh, as a concept was just the idea that um, energy I mean, you know, it's one of Einstein's laws, energy uh, can never be created or destroyed. It can only change form. So there will only be a certain amount of energy. There's this upper limit, which uh, eventually we will reach where, you know, uh, yeah, the flow ratio is going to be ridiculously high, like you said, which is a great point. I never thought about that. But um, something I was hoping would happen was, uh, looking back at, and maybe this is me showing my uh, naivety, but looking back at uh, Mesopotamian societies, Mayan societies, Mesopotamian societies, the Sumerians, uh, when there was mega abundances or superabundances of precious metals, um, they actually didn't 
care much for money uh, at the time. Um, so it, it's just interesting that um, certain ethnographers have noted that the greater the um, planning activities or the system, the systemic advancement of a society, the less need there is for the people to use money. Uh, and when there were mega abundances with these precious metals, people were like, hey, you know, there's so much of it, we don't need it because maybe their behavior was uh, completely different. But now uh, I think different rules apply, but I would love uh, for humanity to get back to a time like that where we realized we are interdependent rather than independent. That's how oh, I well, see it. But I would say that money is a, is a, money is a great uh, declaration of interdependency. Uh, money makes sense and exists only because you are assuming that somebody else will, uh, will accept it uh, in order to, give, to provide you goods or services. So money is a way to scale interdependency outside the very, very small uh, number number nucleus. So uh, you can be interdependent uh, with just an exchange of, of favors inside a very small community where you have a strong reputation and identity system, but very strong and very, uh, and very like, let's say, overwhelming, like inside a family. So I, I do something for you. I don't expect anything in return, but some, someday I will expect something and you will provide it. Otherwise, we will just uh, uh, change our relationship. Uh, you cannot scale that. Money is a way to scale that. And I would say that uh, there's nothing more interdependency-linked uh, uh, invention as, uh, as money, maybe except for language. Money, money and language are really things that make sense only if you think about interdependency of people. What about trust? Uh, also, what trust is not really a tool and invention. Trust is mostly a, like a fundamental interaction kind. So, uh, to trust trust makes sense, but trust doesn't scale very well. Uh, usually, when you have a small group of people, they can trust each other. When you have a larger group of people, they cannot trust each other. So, they tend to trust either some kind of natural phenomenon like the the scarcity of gold, or some important guy like a central banker. And in the first case, when they all trust some kind of shared evidence, things can work pretty well for a long time. Uh, Bitcoin is something like this. Uh, in the second case, in which everybody trusts just a very famous guy, like uh, politics and, and hierarchies and central banks, that usually can work for a while, but usually it ends in disasters because the, that trust is eventually abused because uh, you cannot stay trustworthy forever if the incentives are, are making you uh, not trustworthy. So I would say that uh, trust is great, but uh, it doesn't scale very, very well from very, very small context. Maybe an identity system or a reputation system as the one you were discussing could help trust to scale more. Because if we can prove each other uh, what we have done or what we haven't done, we can trust people to a larger scales, but it's very, very difficult to scale trust. In the next episode, and the second interlude of the series, you'll hear me address a crowd at the Labour Party conference in Huntingdon about UK homelessness. Hope you'll join us. This has been an absolutely interesting and useful conversation for me, so I really appreciate your time. Thanks, man. It's a, it's a pleasure, honestly. Very interesting conversation. Okay. Thank you. Perfect. Take care. Bye. See you guys. Have a lovely Thanks, day. Guys. Bye. Bye.
Bye. Bye.